0: Listen, you know, yo, yo, what's good, everyone? And welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm, of course, your host Sherman. Today is Wednesday, December 22nd, 2021, and this is episode 190. It is the most wonderful time of the year, which means I have the most wonderful guests on for this episode. Episode 190 features the amazing DJ producer Honey Love. Taylor caught my ear after her first release, Free, earlier this year, and since then I've become such a massive fan. She's a special talent in this industry and it was amazing getting her full story. In episode 190, we got it all in and started by talking about her journey into music. Taylor was raised in Cleveland, Ohio, and her mom always had 90s dance music playing when she was growing up. She pursued NCAA basketball in college, but eventually moved to Southern California to join the Navy in hopes of traveling the world. However, dance music was calling her name. She started pursuing a career in music as a DJ and a producer. Honey Love was launched and she hasn't looked back since. We, of course, ran through the Honey Love discography. Now, although she's only been releasing music since early 2021, every record she's put out has some serious personality to it. With tracks like Perfect Energy with Maniacs, Pain and Paradise with Hugo Gantara and Omen via Thrive Music. There's no denying that Honey Love's Sound is here to stay. I had so much fun talking through the inspiration behind her music. I also love talking to her about DJ life. One of the main reasons Taylor got her new music was to give herself the ability to travel the globe and share her music with the world. In just one year, she's already played at EDC Las Vegas, the Brooklyn Mirage in New York City, Seismic in Austin, Texas, Echo Stage in Washington, D.C., and already is booked for lightning in a bottle next year in Southern California. I'm sure it won't be long until she's found herself in Ibiza, maybe permanently. You keep crushing it, honey love. Taylor is a truly inspirational person on many levels. She is someone who genuinely wants to get back to the music community and is already a role model for so many people. Thank you so much for coming on the show, and I cannot wait to meet you in person someday soon. Let's get into it right now so you guys can hear a story for yourselves. This is episode 190 with Honey Love. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Sherm in the Booth. It's still Christmas here in Chicago. It's Christmas out there in Los Angeles, and we've got a very special guest today. She goes by the name of Honey Love, and Honey Love, I got to tell you right now, I'm one of your biggest fans, and that's a
1: fact. Oh, thank you. And what's up, guys? How is everyone doing?
0: It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. We're like over five years into this, and this oh, is episode 190, I think. And oh, honestly, I don't think it come it could come at a better time for either of us because you are blowing up right now, and it's just been so much fun watching you over the course of the year. So congratulations to you first and foremost.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a wild,
0: wild ride for sure. Fastest year of your life, I bet, right? Yes. <laughs> Fastest year of everybody's lives, but especially yours. <laughs> I've been traveling a lot, DJing a lot. You sleep still? I mean, when do you- No, I definitely
1: will. A lot of people, if you know, when I'm on road, everyone's trying to keep me out. there, like, And I'm trying to go to sleep, but I'm like, <laughs> it's so hard. But I usually just stay out and then I just suffer the next day.
0: Yeah. Suffer is the right word, right? Yes. Gosh, I know. And in the house music scene too, there's some savages. Like there's no other word for it.
1: Like, I know there is. I don't know how they do it. I'm like, oh, you're not going to last long doing that. It's not well,
0: then be- they don't show themselves for a week. Like I just <laughs> asked, <laughs> I just asked yeah. my friend who was at Art Basel. I'm like, oh, yeah. what does it take to really recover from Miami? And I was like the real Miami. He was like yeah. seven days. You need 24 hours a day, seven days, no interruption. They'll be at 100%. I'm like, seven days? they I only got seven days?
1: I feel that after a weekend of just traveling, doing like three shows, I'm like, all right, I need a whole week just to decompress. <laughs> I
0: can only imagine
1: People doing the real Miami, how many days they need.
0: I know. Have you been to Miami
1: before? Yeah, I've been. I used to go there all the time because I have um, cousins that live down there. So we would always go out and party.
0: Oh, was in, that's where they live in Florida, huh?
1: Miami and Central
0: Florida as well. Miami is a wild place. I went there for the first time over the summer.
1: First time?
0: Yeah, I know. I had I had a lot of first-time experiences this summer. I went, yeah. I've been to Vegas, but I did like the bachelor party Vegas experience. Gotcha. You got to drop your yeah. voice like that, you know? Yes. The bachelor party <laughs> in Miami experience, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, God, this is the land of fuckery and debauchery, but that's Okay. Yeah. It's wild people there. It's good times. There's no rules. That's for sure.
1: Miami does not sleep. That's one city that stays open 24-7.
0: Straight up. Yeah, I know. And I saw the party that went on at Space there went literally on for six days.
1: I know. I want to play Space so bad. That's on one of my lists.
0: Oh, you will for sure.
1: Yes, a place like that. Place when Jamie Jones was playing, I think for art, during the Art Basel weekend, it looked packed. I was like, oh my god, it's such packed. a packed.
0: Even the booth looks packed. Like everywhere's yeah. packed. Like if there's a spot to stand at space, people will find it.
1: They will, and that's the pipe party I want to DJ at because that is such a vibe.
0: I know. I love extended sets too. You you play. I feel like usually an hour and a half, two hours, right?
1: Yeah, but I prefer two hours plus, if anything. So an hour, you're just getting warmed up.
0: An hour, I feel like it's rushed, even if you're like in a a headliner spot, especially with house music, too. Like you're playing tracks. Kind of the goal is to play the whole track out because you don't produce thinking, I hope they I hope they only play the first drop. Screw the fact. Yeah, no, I like to play a
1: full track out because there's so many different elements and just throughout the whole song. she's like, oh, this is dope. They need to hear this. They need to hear this. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I
1: cannot not get all that out.
0: I know. And your productions definitely all kind of have a story. With your yes. your lyrics and just the composition as a whole, and I'm excited to get into your story and your music and your inspirations. But I always like to start these interviews off with a question, and we talked about this before. You were an NCAA basketball player, and then you became a U.S. Navy sailor, and now you're a DJ producer, right? Yeah. Okay, a lot of questions within that, but I want to know like what's something that maybe helped you when you went through uh, NCAA basketball to then joining the Navy to now being a producer. Is there anything in like your daily life that you always think about?
1: Um, honestly, uh, what's the word determination and hard work. That's Mm -hmm. really, in all those, you have to be determined to do better. You have to be, you know, motivated to work on yourself, to be a better person. So throughout, I feel like that's like the main thing that I carried through each of those and each of those helped me to the next stage.
0: So cool. What position do you play in basketball?
1: Uh, shooting guard. Woo! You got a three-pointer shot or what? Actually, no, it was more like mid-range and I love driving to the basket and doing like layups because that was my bread and butter there. Like, no one could stop me because I was strong, big. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: (laughs) literally no one could stop me. (laughs) Where did you play? uh, I played at Cincinnati just for not even a year because I had to leave because I was having some issues with my knee because I had torn my ACL twice and I didn't want to, it was just, it was rough. So I was like, I don't want to keep playing basketball anymore. So I just left. And then that's when I was like, went back to school to fin- yeah, try to finish school. But I was getting bored at home. So I was like, let me go to the military so I can travel the world.
0: And then wow. get
1: my school paid for it. So I wouldn't have to pay out the pocket anymore.
0: So you went to Navy then? Yes. Wow. What was that like then?
1: Uh, At first, I was really, really excited about it, especially when I was in boot camp. We went to Chicago and I nice. was there for like eight weeks during the summertime. So it was hot. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, it was a lot of people that weren't used to being away from home. A lot of them were in there. So they were like, this was like new to them. That was like their first time away from being away from home. But I've always been away from home because of basketball because that was always Right.
0: right.
1: But um, it was cool. Uh, then once I got um, orders, I found out I had orders to go um, be stationed in California. And I was like, to me, I don't know something in my head was like this is it like something is going to happen when you get there like Mm -hmm. something that you like been wanting your dreams is going to happen when you get there Mm because I was the only person in my group that got orders to be in this place called Oxnard California
0: yeah of course like
1: 45 minutes from LA only
0: person it's beautiful there too isn't it
1: yeah it's very nice it's like a place where you can raise your family it's a beach town pretty much yeah nice I was the only person that got that and I was like you know what Ooh. things are happening like the universe is telling me something so I always had that in my mind right I was going to do something but I didn't know what it was mm-hmm. but yeah then I was there for like four years it was rough four years because I was ready to leave it was just so boring to me because there was nothing for me to do I wasn't progressing in life the way I wanted it to be did
0: you I travel liked... like you thought you were going to nope oh, okay
1: I traveled on my own though I would take myself I took myself and my cousins we went to Costa Rica Belize Cause that's the stuff I wanted to do. I like, I wanted to go travel and I didn't do that. So that's, I guess, played into the part of it being not such a fun experience for me. Cause that was one of the main reasons why I joined. Yeah. for but, sure. But um, yeah, then I got out and actually this past December I got out.
0: So, so it was you early. say got out, like, is it like, can you just leave? Like you go to school um, and you serve no. your time? I mean, how does, I'm literally, yeah. I'm, I have no idea.
1: No, I signed a four-year contract. Okay. Um, It was extended because I got medically discharged because of my knee.
0: My gosh. How's your
1: knee right now? Oh, it's fine now because I don't really work out on it too hard. Like I still work out, but I don't do like vigorous workouts like I used to do when I was playing basketball. Yeah. I really cut back on a lot of stuff. So it's been fine. It's been healing. I haven't had really too much issues with it, but yeah, I had to get medically discharged from the military which I was super happy about so it was not a sad moment
0: I <laughs> worked out yeah you hear about yes. that my uncle tells this ridiculous story of when it was uh it was the Vietnam War and they were coming around in New York City from house to house mm-hmm. and he knew they were coming the next morning and he literally was jumping from the couch in the basement that had a uh like a concrete floor on his yeah. knees he would jump onto his knees and the next day he had such swollen knees that they said we're not taking you
1: He's smart. He's so smart. Yeah,
0: I know. Uncle Norm. Yeah, wait, I he's know he's smart. listening.
1: <laughs> There's so much stuff that people were telling me in the military that I need to do. I'm just like, all right. But then a lot of people got away with it. It's just, but it's all like, like the system is using you. So you might as well abuse the system as well.
0: Hey, preach.
1: Because the military does not get paid anything and they're risking their lives like every day. To yeah. they for a country that doesn't even really take care of them like that.
0: And now it's backwards. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you definitely learned a lot about yourself, though. Had some time to think.
1: No, I definitely did. I went through mental, emotional depression all while I was in there. And I was able to, like, build myself up from, I guess, from the beginning, the ground up. And yeah. so, like, I just always told myself, we're always going to keep positive thoughts. We're always going to focus on things that, you know, bring happiness into my life. And so that's what, I, that's just basically what I did. And then while I was in the military, I, my friends were, like, pushing me to DJ. I was just like, no, like, why would I want to do that? But then they just kept pushing me. So I was like, you know what, I'll try it. So I bought, um, I can't remember what it was. It was like a small portable DJ thing. And I hooked up to my laptop Mm
0: -hmm. and I would
1: literally practice every day after work until I felt comfortable to go out and DJ parties. And it literally took me a week. And then my friends were like, oh, you want to DJ this R&B brunch party? I was like, yeah, I will. Hell yeah. And then from there, I just kept getting booked for more stuff and more stuff, traveling everywhere. I was just like, I don't, I didn't come into DJing, wanted to just do hip hop and r and I wanted to play house music. Right. Like that was like my ultimate goal. Cause I started off just doing that,
0: mm-hmm. but I didn't
1: know anyone in the scene or who to talk to, to go DJ at a house music party.
0: Totally. And That's then intimidating.
1: Yeah. And, but I was like, and then see, I'm not the type of person I'll go out and ask if I have to, like, it doesn't bother me. It was just right. the fact that I knew no one, <laughs> <laughs> no one. And then that's when I was like on Instagram, finding people, DMing them, asking them. I was like, oh, yeah, come out to this thing. Come out to this. I'm like, all right. And I did that.
0: And that was all in L.A.?
1: Yeah.
0: What's the L.A. scene like when you're trying to kind of break through? I imagine like, you know, you hear about the stories of L.A. And I have a lot of friends that are from there. But it seems like everybody kind of has a little bit different of a perspective and especially a unique come up.
1: Yeah. um, The scene here, it's a little Different. Um, yeah, I know. There's like a lot of underground parties, a lot of people parties parties that people threw at like their houses. It's super yeah.
0: super underground here. So yeah, because the places aren't openly like, a lot of the venues.
1: Yeah, no. Nope. A lot of them closed, and that's when a lot of us um, went to Twitch once. You know, quarantine happened, and yeah. that honestly helped me a lot, like a lot. Twitch more than anything, because then you know, I was able to put myself on this bigger platform. For people to see, oh, she does house music. Oh, who's this DJ? So that definitely helped a lot. For sure. Yeah. Because I really didn't go through the LA scene as much because of quarantine. It mm-hmm. was
0: Twitch. Oh, okay. So like when when did you, I guess, leave the military then? Was that late 2019?
1: Oh, no, it was um, t- December like A year ago? Yeah. Almost
0: oh, jeez.
1: I was officially out of the military. Don't have to report to anybody December, I think December 12th, 2020.
0: Momentous day in Honey Love history.
1: Yes. <laughs> and I was so happy. I was like, honestly, I just felt like a whole new person and I was just ready and determined. I'm like, I'm going to do this and no one's going to stop me.
0: I love your energy.
1: Yeah, no, thank
0: you. <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel it right now. I'm like smiling. I like, got a little giddy. I'm like, damn, <laughs> this girl knows what she wants in life.
1: I do. I definitely do. And I know how to, I'd have to work for her. I know that. That's it's awesome. Um,
0: I want to backtrack a little bit too. Cause I saw that, you, you were making your name as a DJ, right? But you found yourself doing guest DJ sets on Celebrity Trainers, uh, Corey Caliets. It's a lifestyle show.
1: Yeah, um, he's Michael B. Jordan's um, trainer, so he trained Michael B. Jordan for all his like fighting movies. And Damn, movies.
0: I want, I need him really bad. Yeah, bro, I got, I got IPA belly, Taylor. I need some yeah. help. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: no, he is the real deal. And I forgot how we met. I think through Instagram, he hit me up. And he was like, "I have this show on Dash Radio. I'd love for you to come spin."
0: Heck. So,
1: Sure, and I did. And I went down to the studio in Hollywood. Um, we did a whole show. I did an interview as well. And then I um, got to spend for like 30 or a, I think 30 minutes. And they were just like blown away. So it was just dope. That was just another statement, like a moment in my life where I was like, okay, I'm actually
0: doing what I need to do. Yeah. Was, it, was that a house house set?
1: <laughs> no, no. It was uh, mostly just hip hop and R&B.
0: You know, I feel like, in, and not to fast forward again into your productions, but yeah. you definitely have a lot of hip hop influence in terms of percussion, yeah. I noticed um I mean obviously you want to be a house producer and a house DJ but these days people are fusing together genres in so many different ways what role does like hip-hop play in your life then when it comes to production
1: um I do know hip-hop has like a lot of hard hitting like bass and kick sounds and that's what I try to you know incorporate into my um productions as well so yeah. that's mostly, that's like really the main elements that I really take from it. And here and there, like the different drum patterns that hip hop uses, I try to implement in production as well. Totally. Everyone loves hip hop, it's like universal.
0: Everyone does love hip hop. Yeah. I remember, I was thinking back on this recently talking to one of my friends, when you're in you're like, first get your iPod and you're riding the bus to school, you know, I'm like yep. in fifth grade and I'm just this like little kid in the back and I'm listening to like 50 Cent Many Men. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. I don't know what the hell he's talking about, but this beat is sick. <laughs> yep. the beats I wouldn't are call that sick. dance music or electronic music, but like it all comes from the same factory. You it know? does, and all these people yeah. are
1: using lyrics to put in their house music songs too. So
0: yeah, and it's so cool to see like where we're at now, especially in in house music. Like, there's no rules, there's no limits to no, there isn't. A- whatever we want, and I think especially during lockdown, people's willingness and really having the time to collaborate it just blew up right Like people collaborating from all over the world people that you might have thought were in different scenes and I don't know it's just like it's so exciting right now to be in music period
1: oh it really is because I've collaborated with a lot of people overseas I haven't met yet but they're like oh my god you're so dope we want to work
0: with you and I'm right isn't
1: that awesome yeah it's crazy so I'm like I want to work with people like that like I'm so down to do it
0: same thing happened with my podcast. I, I mostly did in-person interviews in Chicago because yeah. I love that, but obviously couldn't do that in 2020. So I started interviewing people outside of Chicago in New York, yeah. LA, Miami, Texas. And then I did Europe. Then I did South America. Then I did Canada. Then I did Mexico. And yeah, all these internet friends, I feel like I want them all to come to my wedding next summer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's how I feel. Cause like I talk to them all the time. Like, oh, I can't wait to come to your country. Like, yes, we'll take care of you. I'm like, Yes. Because I just love being around different cultures and traveling. So yeah,
0: and there's nothing better than getting introduced to the community by a local. That's the number yes. one thing.
1: Big facts.
0: Right? Yes. It's true. The internet, it's it's a very powerful tool, and there's definitely a lot of things that come along with it. Yeah. You know, put it nicely, but my favorite part about it has just got to be how you can connect with people.
1: Yep. It's definitely. An and you can use it and use it wisely. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to get into your music. So you were mentioning you have been a DJ for a few years now, obviously. When did you like catch the production bug or when did you decide, I want to start producing? Because you DJed before you produced, it sounds like.
1: Well, I actually did production when I was in high school, but it was most hip hop. I was doing like write lyrics and then I would create beats on this like portable um, beat machine I had. And I always just make up stuff, but that was short-lived because Basketball took over, so I just never went back to it. Right. It's funny how things full circle. Yeah. To it now this year, and so once I got out of the military, I went to production school just to refresh also my mind and to learn like these softwares that people are using, which I got a hang of like really quick, mm-hmm. and then I was able to, you know, start working on my own stuff and then collaborating with other producers to help me just in case things I wasn't because I'm still new, so they're like helping me you know, make sure I have everything right. And like, it sounds good. And also teach me as well.
0: Nice. That's awesome. So yeah, but you loved it immediately. Did you know you wanted to do house or did you kind of go in like, let's call it day one and say, I'm just going to figure it out and see what happens. Or did you have it? Oh, I
1: knew I wanted to do house music. I knew okay. I did. Yeah. I'm glad you it, did. I was like, it's just beats. It's just instrumentals. And I just love instrumentals.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and the famous Roland Clark, who we mentioned before, he said that Taylor's like a sponge and obviously you love it, but you know that you have to put in the work to learn. I mean, again, you're, you're someone that's committed fully to things when you do it. Basketball, you literally gave yourself an ACL injury. No offense. Twice. (laughs) Yeah. The
1: first time.
0: (laughs) Like you committed and obviously your commitment to the military was the same as everything else. And now your commitment to music. That's why I'm like, get out, either get on the ride or get the fuck off. Like (laughs) You're going for it.
1: No, I am. And it's been working, honestly. So I must be doing
0: something right. It's amazing. It's Good for you. First track that you released, though, was Free. Is that correct? Yes. Free came out 2020. What what time of year did it come out last year? In April. April. April 2020 it's my favorite track no no april 2021 2021 right dude i honestly i can't sometimes tell the difference between earlier this year and last year i know it's all the same it's all a blur it's really bad but thanks for sharing that moment with me
1: i I am the same way it's all a blur
0: yeah because i mean this year like because march 2021 in a weird way had a lot of similarities to march 2020 so yeah Nobody knew what was going on. But anyway, yeah. I'm happy to be here now in September <laughs> 2021. Gave me
1: this.
0: Yeah. But I'm so glad it was your first track. It's clearly a standout track and it has a unique sound. All right, let's check out Honey Love's first release. This one's called Free Off Pop Gang Records.
1: Free the people, free your soul, free your mind, just like a.
0: Other works in progress or how did this end up being your first oh uh,
1: well no i had met with these guys who run um pop gang records
0: yeah um, you do a lot with them
1: yeah yeah and i freaking love them um i guess i had did a mix at doll's kill and i met one of the guys named jordan okay um we just connected and he was like oh i would love to like help you put out your first song i was like yeah i've been trying to figure out like how does all this work like oh i know what i want i know the type of sounds i want so I just went to the studio with them. We were just messing around with different stuff, putting stuff together. And then the free came about and like we posted it. I didn't think it was going to do anything crazy. like, I'm just a new DJ. No one really, I don't know how it works. So I was just surprised about from all the support that it gained and right. you know, how people were able to like find me off of that. I was like, oh, this is crazy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's like, wait, what? You know my song, you know who I am. So it was, just, <laughs> it was a moment for sure. But so awesome. yeah. It's a great
0: track. It is a great track. And the lyrics like so simple yet elegant, free the people, free your soul, free your mind, just let go. Yes. That's traditional house right there too. Like you hit it on the head, like for real. (laughs) Like I had that stuck in my head. Like you're just, it's like, it's like a Bible verse. I'm like, I literally, the week after I heard it, I was like, I was like, what am I singing in my head right now? Oh yeah, it's that honey love track. What is wrong with me? Our it's good i was the
1: they just say it out of nowhere just like, right
0: you know? it's awesome and again like it's a testament to really like musical influence that have played a big part in your life you said your mom listened to a lot of 90s dance music and house yeah. music like your piano riffs in that yes right fire that's all
1: that's what i want to i want to incorporate it all in and i try any way i can
0: yeah. And, and seriously, like as a DJ, I mentioned this before too earlier, very versatile track. Yeah. And it's really hard. I feel like sometimes to tiptoe that line of streamable and playable. True. And it can be very difficult to do because I think a lot of tracks aren't necessarily produced to be streamable. True. Maybe if it's for synchronization or something for a TV show. But I think when you're a producer, at least my style, I want to play that live right yeah so sometimes you don't know like sometimes the best live tracks they aren't doing well on Spotify but that doesn't define a song's success or an artist's success
1: I don't either I don't even look at that honestly I look at the shows if I'm getting booked for shows that means something to me like I love that because that's I love DJing that's the only reason I got into it. just the DJ so if I'm able to play shows I'm happy
0: well that's great to hear because I think a lot of producers that are trying to come up or DJs that are trying to come up think they have to really focus more on one or the other but i think it's clear you just got to have your thing and stick to it
1: yep and i love djing live shows that's my thing
0: (laughs) i know you love it you look cool as hell up there too dude. (laughs) i mean how many styles can you put your hair in i feel like every picture i'm like (laughs) damn that looks cooler than the last one
1: i know it's so it's so much and i think it's just i'm not doing too many other styles but my friends like oh no you do, do need to do more so i'm like all right so a lot more crazy things will be happening next year for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you think you can do anything with this? I mean, I barely do my own here. I
1: have my, I hire my friends to do it.
0: <laughs> Thank you once again for being honest with me, because I've got a guy Jose Luis been going to him every two weeks for the past five years. And without him taking care of my facial hair and hair, yeah, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. It helps so much when you feel yes. good, you look when good. You look good. Yep. When you look good. You feel good. When I feel good, I look good.
1: That's so why I'd rather just pay somebody to do it for me. Take notes, people. I know. <laughs> I'd rather not be stressed. <laughs> and I have a lot of hair, too, so I do not want to deal with this. I just let them deal with it.
0: It's good to hear. Yeah. It looks cool. It looks cool. It definitely helps your live performance, too, because it's just like you got an energy to you up there. I, I cannot wait to see you live in person. Oh, I'm sure so you're going to be coming smart. to Chicago next summer. I mean, I'll okay. get you here if I have to, too. <laughs>
1: we might have some chicago things in the works i don't know yet because so much stuff just comes in randomly every day
0: well i'm your local who's going to show you around
1: please and i love chicago too because i've only been there a few times
0: yeah it's a great city i love it here it's um yeah. it's got so much history and music the food the people so many different yeah. neighborhoods like i just went to a, a friends engagement party in Southside irish chicago at this dive bar all we ate was fried food and beer. And then I, I go up to the North side of Chicago to go see live blues. And these guys are playing like literally live guitar, saxophone oh, so trumpet. Lit. I mean, you can get yeah. it all in one night. And then I probably could have gone to the techno club. It's yeah. like-
1: Oh, that's so lit. I mean so I haven't experienced all that. I only went to town and then I was like, all right, that was it. Boo. I know, <laughs> I was only but. there for a night. That's only the last time I remember being in Chicago.
0: Okay. All right. Well, if you come, promise, give me a half day leading up to the show. Okay. Okay.
1: Perfect. Say nice. Deal. Okay. I always come a day early anyway to any new city that I go to just so I can go explore.
0: Oh, I love that. Hell yeah. yeah. I do that too. Got to. Got to get the yes. experience. I
1: will come a day early just to go eat and look around.
0: Good. Hell yeah. And get your mind right too, obviously. Yes. To get your mind right. Hell yeah. Okay. Next track I want to ask you about. This one is so sick. Perfect energy with maniacs. All right, let's check this one out together. It's called Perfect Energy by Maniacs and Honey Love off Pop Gang Records.
1: This perfect energy. I love your...
0: Like production wise, I mean, did you just do the lyrics on it? I did the
1: lyrics on it. It's the same guys; they run um, that run pop king records.
0: It's so cool. Like vibe that track is. evolves, and your voice on it, like, really brought it all together. Did you <laughs> have that? Like, what was the process? Like, then they send you the composition, you came you up know, with the in the
1: studio, and they were like, "We have this song. We'd love to have your vocals on." I was like, "Okay." Then I just came up with. Um, I think they helped with the lyrics as well, too. I can't remember. It was so long ago. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we just tracked it down because like they like, we love your voice. It just will be perfect on this track. And so we yeah. just did it right in and there.
0: It's awesome. How what Where do you come up with your inspiration for uh, even something like Free or Perfect Energy? And I mean, some of these other ones we're going to talk about.
1: Uh, free was from, I know, just like all the things that were going on around the world. Like people, like just like with all the, you know issues that we deal with in daily life. It was just like free your mind, like yeah, be open to things. Don't just let go. Like that's why I was like putting those lyrics down because I feel like people are so afraid to be themselves. Mm-hmm. People are always worry about everybody else. It's just like worry about yourself and just that's it. Just
0: like so I love your energy, energy. Your perfect energy. I mean, yeah. seriously, like you're like they all get stuck in my head. So. <laughs> And it's cool because, like, I love I love lyricists and and songwriters that really speak from true experience. You know, it's not yeah. like it's not like people that are like are trying to copy a fad or something that's going right. well. I mean, that always resonates. Sometimes with a smaller audience, but I'd rather make a larger impact on a smaller group of people than a smaller impact on a larger group of people. You know? Right,
1: that's very true. And you know, I'm all about then, sending out messages too, because people need to hear. it.
0: Yeah, and I think that's another tough thing about being an artist in music we all want to make it big we want to be playing on the biggest stages we can having a million fans and a million streams and blah 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 but i don't know if that happens it can be pretty short-lived so you'd rather ride it out with the people that believe in you most over the course of time like a lot of people that are listening to this episode right now they've been fans of the podcast for a long time and it means so much to me like this year when people were doing their spotify raps and they're like sherman the booth is my Number oh, yeah, one podcast. So I'm like, you are kidding me. That's not that's true. So and they're like, no, I listen to 2,800 minutes. I'm like, 2,800 minutes of my fucking squeaky ass voice, bro. Are you that's kidding crazy.
1: me? No, that's so dope, though. See, it just shows like people are watching you. They're, they're like looking up to you and looking to Yeah. You.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people, um I think Dead Mouse gets a bad rap because he is a funny guy, how he puts himself out there. But he's yeah. someone who said a long time ago, if my music makes an impact on just one person then it's worth it to me.
1: Exactly. No, that's very true. Very true.
0: Right. That's how I feel about it too. So. No, I do. And that's and why so
1: it... my form of success of it all, honestly, is just me traveling. Like if I can go to Europe and play in DJ, I'll be so happy. Like I'll. that's all I really want. I don't really need the big bright lights and everything, which I know it's probably going to happen with everything, how it's going, but that's not why I do it.
0: Yeah, for sure. I
1: travel and go dance and bring good vibes to everyone.
0: I mean, it can be, I don't want to say selfish, maybe it's not the right word, but like do it for yourself. Like mm. you, you have to love what you're doing and you got to love what you're doing. You yeah. can't be doing it for anybody else because exactly. that's what people, that's what people really get on with, right? Like someone who's obviously happy without anybody else's consent of them being happy.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that's all that matters. As long as you're happy, that's all that matters.
0: Write <laughs> that down too, baby. That's the next <laughs> lyrics. Literally. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so cool. So you did this refreak, the Honey Love refreak of Brandon Lucas Love No Limit. First off, I wish I could call remixes refreaks because that's way cooler than saying remix. I know, I'm glad because uh, I
1: think Brandon came up that name. I was like, I actually gonna start using that for when I, whenever I do remixes, just call it a refreak.
0: Dude, my branding bone just went off. I know. Like, that is legit. <laughs> that is so legit. But it's all you. It's all you. Yes. How, do you, how did you approach this remix versus obviously your own original? Um, Brandon
1: had sent it to me and he wanted me to like give him like inputs on it because I was like, oh, this is a dope track. And he was like, yeah, let's do like some vocals and stuff on it. Yeah, so I yeah, gave yeah. him a few vocals. We implemented in, um, talked about some of the arrangement uh, with the track as well. Mm-hmm. But it was just like when we were just because he's more of a vocalist as well. OK. So, yeah, we just came together on that just to redo with me and him for his original track that he already had out. It was super sexy and vibey, like, because that's what our, like, vibe is. So it's very, how do you say, dark and sexy.
0: It's a a futuristic club track to me.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like, I think when people think about club music, they think about, like, either straight darkness and techno, right? Or they think about, like, really, I don't want to say aggressive, but, like, aggressive, like, electro beats. You know what I mean? Yeah. Big, big room, progressive, like, whatever and i think again you like really tiptoe the line with this track like it's dark it's deep it's sexy but it's raw it's authentic and it's relatable and um i again like this one has your hip-hop and RB experience in there like i i really heard the percussion in this one yeah um so cool just like yeah. top to bottom great job
1: well that's me and brandon because brandon knows the background as well so it's like we all just came together Sick. So it's always good when you have someone else who like understands that hip hop background and can implement it as well. It's always exactly. gonna be a dope track, always.
0: Shout out to Brandon Lucas then, eh?
1: Yes. <laughs> okay, Brandon. Like, boy, he's super dope. You guys should check him out. He's a dope, like he dope singer, really. He's so long.
0: Cool. Is he in LA too?
1: Uh yeah, he is. He actually just moved out here closer to me too. Um, so yeah, he's here and I think he lives in Hollywood right now.
0: Is it like are there, I mean, I know I feel like a lot of people live in LA, right, that are music producers, but it seems yeah. like a lot of people stop in to LA and meet up and produce. Are you doing a lot of these collaborations or at least production time in person?
1: Um, majority of them have been online because okay. I've been with people over in Europe. I haven't really oh, done, yeah. done one or two um, collaborations here in LA, but mostly all of them have been online. Mm, okay. Yeah, because my management team that I work with, they have me in like these um, sessions. So I always go online and we start working on tracks together.
0: But that is true about L.A., right? There's a lot of a lot of people out there in the music scene. Oh, it
1: is. There's a lot. There's a lot of people. I didn't know they even lived here. Like I recently found out um, uh, Chris Lake lives here. And I was like, oh, really? I didn't know that. Does he? Yeah, That's he lives cool. in the Valley. So a lot of these producers do live here in L.A. And I didn't even know.
0: When you live of- in L.A.?
1: I live downtown near Staples Center.
0: Nice. Well, it's not the Staples Center anymore, isn't it? No, it's some crypto.com crap. Dude, that's not cool, man. It's I'm a Kobe so Bryant fan. Like, that's the Staples Center.
1: It's so whack. I don't know why they did that. God damn. Like, it. it's, a, it's a staple of freaking Los Angeles. And they I didn't even
0: realize for the longest time Staples is the one that sponsored it. I just thought it yes. was the Staples Center, Staples right? Center, like, yeah. I've been an NBA fan, like, my whole life. And when I heard that, I got changed i was like that is so heartbreaking
1: oh yeah i guess crypto.com bought them out so it's just so weird
0: never heard of crypto i've heard of the I staples know. center though. not even a
1: cute name though like staples was cute because it's big and red
0: yeah I it's got know. personality to it i feel like now the crypto.com center it's like a vault
1: i know now it,
0: <laughs> it sounds
1: like some technician center i don't know it's gonna be so yeah weird. yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> we'll see
1: I'm not okay. going to call it that. I'm always going to call it staple Center.
0: That's right. I'll call it the staple Center with you. Yes. Hell yeah. Always. Hashtag staple Center, people.
1: I know. Nocrypto.com.
0: Nocrypto.com. We don't have to get into crypto and I don't want to get into crypto. At all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about it. So I don't have much to say. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Next track. This one, I said Free is my favorite track, but when I was listening back to this one, like recently yeah I realized that it made me feel like really cool. Like when I put it on, I was like, dude, if I walked in and this song was playing I am I'm anywhere yeah. Laundromat Club. I thought I've ever been to a laundromat, laundromat. I know. <laughs> If I walked into a laundromat though and this song I'd be like, so Damn, laundromat. Good time to be doing my laundry right now. Right. yeah, but so. like this one, do you know anything about Chicago Juke music?
1: No, maybe I've probably listened to it. I just probably don't know the genre of it.
0: So you you had some it's it, it, it's not so popular anymore, but it's definitely like a staple, like a Chicago house genre. Yeah. And again, it's another futuristic club style track, but I thought it was really special, like just how I really felt like a feeling, you know, yeah. sometimes music puts you into a mental space. And like, yeah. I really meant it like when I listen to this track again and have like proper headphones on and stuff. I like kind of got teleported into a place that I hadn't been before, and sure. I wasn't—I was not on drugs or anything. I was dead yeah. sober. And so dead sober. <laughs> I mean, I went to a fucking laundromat, Taylor. I don't know. I went to a laundromat. As weird as that sounds, but this one again, um, so cool. And you did it with Baby J, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's touch.
0: Touch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. Touch. Sorry, I haven't—I even said the name touch. of the song. I'm so deep in it right now. <laughs> I think you guys will get why I had that reaction. This one's called Touch by Honey Love and Baby J off Pop Gang Records.
1: you it's like it's like very futuristic with a mix of yeah like you said Chicago and when I found the vocal let me touch you I was like oh this is sexy because I like my music to be sexy I like it to be you know gives like when you listen to you like oh okay I picture myself walking in this room and I'm just you know I'm the baddest thing in there but yeah touch I don't it was just such a dope track when we started working on it and we love really, a dope track yeah
0: like it just makes you want to move like Anybody, uh, anybody could like this track. And I feel like that's that's never gonna be an intentional production style, like trying yeah. to make a track for everybody because you never can.
1: Nope, you can't.
0: It's just it's amazing to hear a song like that that really brings something out of you and puts you yeah. in. A... Vis- that visceral. Like that's that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> visceral. That is a good word. Visceral is a podcast host word, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was like i know i heard that before
0: maybe yeah no no, no, no. I, I i think I've, i haven't said that one too recently but i try and use it sparingly and i'll use no, it for baby J." <laughs> okay.
1: yeah we'll see that's jordan the guy they all with pop gang so i was working with them for my first few tracks damn
0: dude pop Gang's super legit
1: yeah they are they're literally amazing
0: i i saw you were doing some merch release like their website is like it's obviously more than a label like they're a a whole brand company like entity
1: they definitely are they're into everything that's why all these guys are legit like they're amazing
0: smart shout out pop game
1: shout out pop game
0: shout out pop (laughs) game okay second to last one here pain straight that's my favorite one Oh, I know you guys are going to love this one. It's called Pain by Honey Love off Pop Gang Records.
1: I want to feel the pain. I want to feel the. I want to feel the.
0: fucking bopper dude like that's the fucking word last one was this role this one's a bopper another song you feel cool but this one you you took this underground element with some new age production styles like the fx were really really creative and Mm -hmm. i think it's easy to kind of follow the styles of most popular house labels, you know, the Repopulate Mars that affected the tool rooms, right? Because they're doing it great. They're setting the standard, but right. I really heard a lot of creativity in this one. What were you inspired by when you're producing? Uh,
1: basically, I wanted to do more of like a dark warehouse type of vibe of a song. Yeah, Like you're in uh, Berlin, pumping dark, everyone's sweating. Woo! That's the vibe I wanted from it. I'm sweating, and, fuck yeah. Yes. And I love like the, voc- the deep, like soulful vocals. That the, we had put on there from the live. I think we just found a sample because so I always love that. Like, the, oh, that's a, so fire to me. <laughs> Definitely need this in there.
0: Yes. That's a great track to play live, too. Yes. I just put it on my USB and I really yep. didn't need that. I'm not just saying that. Okay.
1: I don't know. You're good. It's
0: on there. It's on. <laughs> I might just play a Honey Love cover set here. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Hey, you'll have a good, be a nice, everyone be ready to leave with someone, that's for sure.
0: Let's fucking go. That's one of the <laughs> vibes, huh?
1: Yes, that is definitely the vibe. Sexy, sexy time.
0: Chicago, the city of love.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that.
0: Yeah. Great track though. Really like- Oh, thank you. Really, really cool. And again, like, I think it's so hard because you wanna, well, at least when I'm in the studio, I want to go in and I want to make something different. And the fact is, the more that you try and like corner yourself with an idea, the the That's less inspired you're going to buy, be by it. And yep. judging by your explanation, you just went in there like, I know what I want to do, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go to that corner. Like yep. I have the whole room to explore. You know what That's I mean?
1: Very true. No, because yeah. I find myself doing that now um, uh, when I'm trying to make a trend. Like, all right, we make more like a techie bassie house sound. It doesn't go that, and it literally always shifts back to like an old. 90s mixed with the new school type of sound. Just like I can't get out of it, <laughs> but I love it. It does well.
0: It's awesome. Well, it's yes. it's, it's in the same room. I, I love that style for you. Yes. Sick. Okay. Most recent release though. Paradise.
1: It's my favorite too.
0: All right. Let's finish strong. This one's called Paradise by Honey Love and Hugo and Cantara featuring Omen on Thrive Music. It won't be Hit the life. with hugo cantara and omen
1: yes in paris i believe yes
0: what everybody you're collaborating with is european dude i love the europe i really do i love the european they're so look they're much cooler than me i won't speak for you you're definitely yeah. cooler than me. Like, I, I get it they're so fucking legit they just get it in a way that a lot of americans never will especially when yeah. it comes to music they, they
1: appreciate house music so much more than they do over here in america too
0: they do they really do and like because i think they're raised on it music yep. is their culture you know yep. what i mean like they i mean it's it's basically it's foundation of who they are as a lot of right. europeans and also the style of dance music across europe is it's crazy it's crazy, crazy. yep and I think you know this too, there are so many big European DJs that sell out 10,000 uh, cap venues, but mm-hmm. they have never played in America. And yeah. I'll never understand that.
1: They don't appreciate it as much as they do over there.
0: No, I think I do see a wave moving though, across. There the- no,
1: I do too. I do see finally, well, I don't know, cause I'm just getting into the
0: industry now, but I see it transitioning over to more of appreciation. I do yeah. see it. Definitely. Surely slowly but surely and i actually i do want to actually ask you about that too just from your experience like being booked at big festivals i think it's pretty clear that especially a company like insomniac which has so much power and leverage i don't want to say power but influence um you really see them booking up-and-comers like you right who have this yeah. unique sound and are well deserving of that opportunity and it's not just they have the brand so it's not about the how many tickets are you going to sell? And what have you done for me lately? Yeah.
1: Nope. It's not like that at all. How so many of these they, damn they,
0: promoters have in big cities in America. It's like, dude, uh, I don't want to get into that. I was, an <laughs> open, I'm an open format DJ here in Chicago. And yeah. if the manager comes around to me and says, Hey, one of the guy, one of the guys here just bought $50,000 of bottles and he wants to hear Drake. And I'm like, dude, I'm knee deep in a tech right set set so now.
1: So <laughs> I would be so annoyed. I'm <laughs> like, Ah, Like, what am I going to do? What yeah. am I going to do? That's so weird.
0: I know. It's, it's so weird. Anyway, back to the good music. Yes. This <laughs> track is so sick. And you released it on Thrive. Which, yes. Unbelievable music label. For those that don't know, they've had mass releases. Most uh, notably, A-Craze Do It To It right now, which I just yes. saw. It. We were talking about streams don't matter, but 100 million streams is insane. That
1: is insane.
0: <laughs> insane. And but it's that's all track, because of R&B music. It's true. Exactly. And I was talking about this with a uh, recent guest too. house music needs tracks like that. We don't need the track, but like it really bridging the gap between mainstream people who might like dance music, but don't want to go out to a house show, maybe because they don't have enough friends that go or they've only listened on their friends, both speaker and passing. Right. Like (laughs) if that song will get somebody to go to a show, and A Grace is a house DJ, dude. You know, so yeah. it's like I, I'm I'm happy for that. And I think yes. it's good. And the industry needs that. So shout out to Thrive for doing things like that. Um, also carry us with LP Giobi and Kalina Zanders. Oh yeah. LP. And yes, I know hey. I know you did some uh streams with her on, on Femme House, right? Yes. So it's just it's just great to see your music being released on this label. That's obviously so open to new sounds and is really yep. pushing pushing dance music forward. So I just wanted to Give a quick anecdote on that label, but this track is so sick. I mean, how did it all come together with this group?
1: Hugo, because he found me through Instagram, I believe. Okay. And he's like, Oh, I would love to do some stuff with you. And I listened to his music, which is more like on the progressive side. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I love all aspects of house. And I was like, okay, let's do it. I want to see how we can incorporate like my housey tech house sound with your progressive. Mm-hmm. So we literally got on a session, me, him, Omen. And we were working on it, I think for a few days. And then he was like, okay, I want you to come up with like some dark, sexy lyrics. I was like, oh, that's easy. Like
0: that's- (laughs) I do that in my sleep.
1: That's right up my alley. So I was like, I want to do something like with OnlyFans. And so I just started writing. I even asked like one of my good friends like to help me because I was like kind of stuck on the last line. He was like, yeah, just say, take me to paradise. I was like, okay, that's sexy. So I wrote that down. And then when I sent it back to them, they was like, okay, this works. Because we were going to call the song Only Fans, but oh. I guess we um, changed it just so we wouldn't, like, offend anyone. But I didn't think anyone would be offended of calling it Only Fans. Yeah. Like, everyone appreciates Only Fans.
0: It's true. I mean, I guess, like, maybe it's, quote, unquote, more marketable. But yeah. that really, that that actually kind of wrapped it all up, didn't it? That yeah. the last line.
1: Yep, and so we, we just called it Paradise and then once I recorded it, they was like, oh my
0: god, this is perfect. How's that one play live? I saw a video of you dropping it. Oh, now. it's
1: so sick because everyone's like, I don't know, it's crazy. People go crazy off of it and they're all like singing along. It's like, oh my god.
0: What? Yeah. What's that like for you?
1: I don't know, it's surreal. Sometimes I'm just like, this is not real. It feels like a dream sometimes.
0: I mean, it kind yeah. of is. Sometimes. Because I, <laughs> <laughs> so
1: like, I, I don't, I, like I said, I didn't imagine things to move this quickly at all like I really thought I was about to be knee deep for like five years trying to get my name out there which I was totally fine with but it's just crazy how everything has you know evolved
0: I mean it's it's great you're so humble about it though too for real. Yeah. I mean you're you're doing great things in music like more power to you true right
1: very true trying to make a way for more people like
0: myself it didn't take me long even talking to you in this conversation you know you were about the music and that's important. Yes. That's important to me. And I know that's a lot of important. It holds a lot of importance to music lovers out there.
1: Facts. No, I love music. It was literally got got me through some tough times. So I know how important it is.
0: Right. That's right. So it's been a big year for you. We mentioned LPGOB and you mentioned a lot of these streams that you were doing. Before we go on to the live shows, um, you did uh, some stream channels with Desert Hearts, House Nation, Groove Cruise, Fem House. Uh, yeah. Looking back, I mean, how were these live streams for you? Because I mean, you just started releasing music in 2021. Your first live shows were shortly after. Was it like, was it strange for you? Did you enjoy it? I always like asking everybody's perspective on the live streams.
1: Well, from live streams, I was against it at first. Yeah. This is so boring. And and I like being, I like being around people when I'm playing music because I'm able to see people's reaction, able to see people dance.
0: It's hard to do a live stream if you're by yourself, especially.
1: True, but then once I got used to it, I'm like, okay, this could be fun because I'm just sitting there chatting with people in the chatting rooms. Yeah. Then we would do like little events for like Christmas or like uh, mm-hmm. for like a um, charity. So it became fun.
0: Yeah.
1: But then I was starting to like, but once, you know, the live start- show started coming in, I was like, all right, no more Twitch. Because <laughs> I was just like, I'm, I'm over it. Because <laughs> I was getting booked a lot more too. So I didn't have time to be on Twitch like that, but it was fun while it lasted for sure
0: yeah definitely and I mean it was obviously a great platform for a lot of artists uh new and old I feel like yeah. a lot of artists I mean even like yourself really got that platform to be in front of massive audiences when it came down yeah. it, right and an engaged audience at that too
1: true because I played like my first I think it was on desert hearts they had over 10,000 people in the room that was like my first big show I guess
0: that's insane and desert <laughs> Art fans are like the most uh they're so diehard
1: well they really are and they were really like, are Um, I think the show had went on to like 3am or something. They were still a lot of people in there. Oh <laughs> Lord, <laughs> It's preparing. We don't even leave
0: start. if they're on their couch. Yeah, <laughs> no, there's no
1: need to. They can just be in their room and people were throwing like full on parties because there will be like watch rooms. They're throwing like full on parties in their places like lights. Going on, they have on their outfits. It was really intense. Like, I had never seen anything like this before. Like, these people are really having a party in their home while they're
0: watching you DJ on their, on your, their TV. That's amazing. I, I do have to give a shout out to Desert Hearts. Uh, I can't tell you how many DJs, especially from SoCal that I've interviewed, that the reason they got into producing and house music was because of Desert Hearts and going to an event and the music that they play and the people that are there and the environment that's created. So really we need we need more desert hearts out there but it's just great to see how much they've grown too
1: yes it is because they were doing they were like really big time on um, twitch too during quarantine
0: yeah for sure yeah. and I think that speaks volumes about house music too and how it actually kind of translated to where we're at now in house music a lot of those fans that maybe like we talked about we're kind of halfway in were are yeah. just sitting there and enjoying it and now they're like oh well I was watching that during lockdown for four or five months i'd like to go experience it live so yeah
1: it's true
0: seriously uh, I my mean, I blondish of- was huge yep. she had a huge twitch stream House, all these other ones so it's cool
1: yeah no I-, I tell you twitch definitely helped for sure with a lot especially with females too getting more females you know noticed and on that platform
0: yes absolutely and we need yeah. more females out there because there's so many talented female producers and djs yep. Much more talented than some of the guy DJs I know out there. You jackasses, get off the. That's
1: <laughs> true, <laughs> and it's just, I and as I've been into the business, it's just like, for me, not seeing a lot of girls that look like myself, it's like they're out there, they're just not getting recognition, and like that's basically what I've been, you know, um, focusing on as well during this journey. It's just helping more girls like me get into these platforms, telling them what to do, like what helped me, and stuff like that. Because I always have people. I always have girls dm me all the time like oh my god you're so dope like it's just so uh, inspiring to see do, to see what you're doing and all this other things and i'm just like yeah and i literally was telling them like you need to do this 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 make sure you're doing that because you have to put in the work too you have to know that people have to take you serious if they're yes. going be the to be investing into you
0: absolutely that's helpful yeah. advice and i'm sure it's it's amazing when uh people go to shows and may not have known you and and see this like Powerful black women on stage crushing yeah. a house set with like her lyrics over the songs. I mean, you know? <laughs> you're a role model, dude. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, no, there's like it's crazy because there's like so many girls that hit me up and like or people just who literally discover me from the show. They're like, oh my god, I'm so happy I was able to see your show. Like you now, I'm a diehard fan. I literally had someone in San Francisco um For the first time watching, he's like, Yeah, I went and bought a hoodie. I'm streaming all your stuff. On <laughs> oh, Spotify. shit. Let's I'm go. Like, see, this is lit. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, This is my first time ever seeing you, and I'm absolutely in love. I'm obsessed. I'm like, Yes.
0: That's awesome, Taylor. And you played yeah. all over the country this year, too. You played at EDC Vegas, Black Look yes. at the Brooklyn Mirage. Yes. Oh, I don't even know what to say about that. Both That's nights, my favorite badass. One. Hard Rock at the San Diego. I know how cool that venue is. Yeah, Hard Rock was lit. Totally. That's sick. Those people are wild out there. Day trip, Echo Station, DC Exchange, LA. I mean, you're already locked in for Lightning in a Bottle next year. So like, yes. 2022 is looking bright. What were some of your favorite shows from this year?
1: Definitely Brooklyn Mirage. That probably was like my number one. Because
0: video- massive venue. Were you nervous?
1: Actually, I wasn't. I really wasn't. I'm not. Ne- honestly, I never get nervous when I'm DJing because I'm just so. I love it so much. It's like, yeah. watch, you know, like, I'm confident in what I do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it was a lot of people. And I didn't realize it was a lot of people until after the fact. I was, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God.
0: I know the feeling. Yeah, I do know.
1: It was because the venue was so huge. And there was people literally front all the way to the back. It was packed. And I'm just like, wow. And I, my crazy behind is getting up on stage, dancing. And I would never do that. But I was just so in the moment and so in the zone.
0: It was just so much fun. Yeah. And New York is obviously such a and I love house in is. the industry. And I feel like, especially Chris Lake, I could go on off on a tangent about Chris Lake, every single podcast Chris. episode, like yeah. people forget about, or don't maybe not forget, but don't realize how long he's been in the game. Yeah. Long, long time. I listened to this great interview with him and Anna Luna, and they met each other a long time. They have this track called Stomper. I don't know yeah. if you've heard that before. No. And, uh, he was just talking about, he's like, listen to that track. And listen to what I'm making now, like you never really know what's going to happen. And I think nobody really remembers that he made Boneless with Tujamo and Steve Aoki, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that was him. Yeah. Right. So he's, he's like an inspiration for me personally, because he's always kind of been trying to find his way with, with productions and, is the first to admit he wanted to give up a lot of times. Yeah. And now, here he is, is legitimately one of the biggest DJs in the world that yep. sell out anywhere. And to mm-hmm. break out in the house music market in the US and sell the Brooklyn Mirage two nights in a row and- Crazy. You know, I, I just did a tangent. I didn't mean to do that. But. <laughs> no, it's all
1: good. I honestly love Chris. I love Black Um Definitely have some things in works. Let's Can't go.
0: Say, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Blackhook's great. uh, And he's someone, too, um, that I think it's great. They put their label before their brand. Somebody like Lee Foss does that. I don't know if you know DJ Susan with Hood Politics. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah, I know. Him. I love him. You know, you know DJ Susan. Okay. All right. Yes. I think everybody knows him. DJ Susan. He always me.
1: shows me so much love every time he sees me. <laughs> he's yeah, like a he, buddy bear.
0: He is wild. I know. He's yes. he's one of my favorite guys. I actually am doing AR for Hood Politics uh these days. How are you? Oh, that's lit. So, yeah. So I, I work I talk to him. I think I'm gonna call him first sometimes, but he seems to call me before I call yeah. him every time. I don't know. He's a wild guy, but (laughs) he's always been like the label will always have more potential and a bigger following and a greater impact. Most importantly, because you could go to a label party and they could not release a lineup and it doesn't matter to the fans because they know the experience and the music and the energy they're going to get. And that's what Chris Lake is doing. Such a great job. of.
1: Yep, I absolutely love black books. I can't wait to see what we do in the future, for sure.
0: That's awesome. That was a massive teaser right there, and uh yes. I chills.
1: <laughs> can't say much. In the works.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. So, Brooklyn Mirage was one of the best shows. Yes, so, Taylor, I, we've kind of we've kind of discussed this a few times, but it's pretty obvious that house music right now is is I don't want to say commercialized, but it's definitely becoming more mainstream. Yep. And I think it's it's because a lot of pop music these days, specifically people like Dua Lipa and Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. they're releasing a lot more dance friendly tracks. Yep. Um, not that it really hasn't ever been at the forefront, but, you know, we see people like Chris Lake, Sonny Federa, Fisher, Lane 8, John Summit, Green Velvet, Nora Impure. These people are taking over the U.S. dance market right now. Yeah. Why do you think that is?
1: I honestly don't see. I'm super new to it all. So I'm still learning. I honestly don't know. Maybe people
0: are, I don't know watching. either. I'm trying to ask this question every interview to find out.
1: But honestly, there's a lot of things that play a part of it. It's all about how you're branding, what you like, how you portray yourself on these social media platforms right. and your team, honestly. And like when you're DJing, what your parties look like. And it's literally, it's all about you, your brand. And how you carry it so that's what i've been learning and so that's why everybody's like oh we want honey love because like she's dope she dresses dope because i'm a brand that's sellable so a lot of these people have brands that are sellable yeah makes money. very,
0: very true well wow. that is a actually great perspective that's probably the the correct business answer i would say yeah. i like that one thing that i've kind of discovered from asking this question is <clears throat> so i'm 29 years old right and i got into electronic music 20 2010, I think, around there, kind of yeah. right before Beachy blew up, that whole EDM boom happened, and everyone was going to festivals, and it was big room, and it was progressive, and then trap came along, and we're still going to festivals, we're partying really hard. This generation yeah. continues to move throughout time. We're all growing up. I don't know why rhythm became popular. Sorry to any rhythm fans out there. <laughs> that, is not, that is not music. <laughs> I get it. I get it. If you like it, you do you, bro. But they um, never
1: heard of rhythm. What is that? <laughs>
0: Don't worry about it. Next, next question. <laughs> like we, we love the music, but there's like it's a lot to go out like that. We've mentioned this like five times, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's it's a lot to go out and rage and jump and crack yeah. my neck and whatever the hell they say, you know. Like, but with dance music and house music specifically, and I say dance music because again, I don't think dubstep and stuff is dance music, but. Yeah. I, it's important to understand it plays a role <laughs> in the community, whatever, stop. I got to stop talking about that. Don't get me started with Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can go to Space Ibiza for 10 hours, walk out, still be alive, right? Like, yeah. I think our, our taste has also evolved and you can dance to this shit, right? Like yeah. what we see that Insomniac does, I mean, EDC Vegas, the concept of it is crazy, right? Yeah. Like goes in the middle of the night, but people are able yeah. to do it and there's still a lot of big room and other types of producers but a lot of people are at those house stages right and they're they there are. the it whole damn time right yeah. and you can dance to it and I think that's played a huge role in a lot of these artists like the Green Velvets right and Claude Von yeah. these guys are OGs and they have bigger crowds than ever before
1: and sure. I Absolutely. think
0: it's, yeah I think it's one of the main reasons but it's true, right? Like the parties and the brands that these people have, again, Green Velvet and Claude Von Schruck, great examples, Relief yeah. Records and Dirty Bird Records. People go because they know they're going to get that experience and that brand. Yeah. They can wear the clothes and the merch. and
1: Yep, it's all about the branding.
0: It's all about the branding.
1: Yep, it is. People want to be a part of something. They want to feel cool. They want to be a part of a club. And that's basically what you have to be able to sell.
0: But everyone's invited to dance music parties, right? Yes. <laughs> Everyone in this house, we are all equal.
1: Yep, sure are.
0: I love that. Yeah, it's 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 really cool right now. Like sitting in this chair and talking to you, where we're at right now with house music, like it's yeah. exciting. It's really, no, it really exciting. is. Collaboration is on, you know, like it's on anatomic levels. Like you never know who's gonna come out with a collab with each other these days. No. And I've on- been
1: having a lot of them reaching out but I've also been working with Europeans. <laughs> hey,
0: you know what? It's working for you though.
1: <laughs> I love, I don't, Cause I just, I love the, their sound. I love their parties and I want to go to Europe. So I'm like, oh, this works.
0: What city would you live in Europe if you could? Probably,
1: well,
0: probably Spain. You Spanish. speak another language. You speak another language, don't you?
1: I speak Spanish, but very little. Okay. Enough. I can do the base, enough to get to where I need to go.
0: Present tense. Yes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> there you go. But
1: yeah, I would love to like live in Spain or Italy.
0: Spain? You been to Spain then?
1: Nope, I haven't been to Europe at all. But definitely next year we're going. Oh my
0: god, Taylor, you're never gonna come back.
1: And I just, everyone keeps telling me that because I know I won't. Because I said after I'm after LA, I want to go somewhere over in
0: Europe. Europe's amazing. I mean, obviously, from the people you've connected with, both yeah. like professionally and on a, a friendly level, they just. They, they, they love their lives and it's just amazing. They do. Cause it's I amazing. actually really close
1: with Seth Troxler and he was moved to Ibiza when he was young. And he never came back.
0: He moved to Ibiza when he was young. I need to interview that guy. That guy's got a story for sure. Oh, that man. <laughs> I love
1: Seth. He
0: was because he's been
1: in the music industry just as long as he's been alive. Honestly.
0: And he never came back.
1: Never came back. And he still lives in Ibiza now. <laughs> yep i was like see, that needs to be me
0: i can see <laughs> you doing that for sure they got wi-fi there i mean that's all you need that's all i
1: need <laughs> good food, i'm set
0: they got good food there
1: too i'm a foodie so i love to eat
0: that's amazing i love food what's your favorite foreign food
1: actually i love thai food
0: yeah yeah i love thai food y'all got good thai in l.a
1: yeah, there's actually this really famous spot because there it's like all these um, old, older Thai ladies and it's very authentic. It's called Room Par. I used to go there literally every week. I had to slow down because I'm kind of <laughs> shape, but the food is so good. I literally would crave it. I would have to go every week. That's how good it was.
0: <laughs> I get some insane cravings for Mexican food here in Chicago. Like hey, yep. I can't. My favorite food a Mexican breakfast burrito. You could steak burrito. You could wake me up in the middle of the night and give me a bite. <laughs>
1: You'll eat it. <laughs>
0: I, I'd probably eat the whole thing. I wouldn't just take a bite.
1: <laughs> I, I love it. I do love a good shrimp burrito. That's my weakness. Shrimp burrito? Yeah. shrimp burrito.
0: tacos, shrimp quesadilla, but never a burrito. It's all the same, yeah. I guess, right? It
1: is all the same. It's just how it's wrapped and how it looks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that music though, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> That's a good one. That's literally how it is
0: not bad we all we all like our burritos and quesadillas and tacos of different forms but hey man it's
1: all shrimp it's all shrimp. that's all that matters
0: god damn this has been an amazing interview you are (laughs) are a fantastic person taylor oh
1: thank you
0: congrats to you on everything for real like
1: oh no thank you
0: you're an inspiration to me you're an inspiration to so many people out there obviously and your music is phenomenal and god damn what can you tell us about 2022 you hinted the black oh
1: yeah i have some i think there's a lot of, i know there's you some tell me? You want something, something nibble on like i can give some festival drops i actually okay. do have a single coming out first week of february on insomniac records it's like my first single for 2022 <laughs> it's a hot one too it's definitely the sexy vibes it's just elevating um, but yeah, working with Insomniac really heavily because they were like the first to like really put me on and give me shows to play on. So it was only right that I, you know, released some music on their um, record label.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, but playing, uh, I think, yeah, playing EDC again. Um, in is May? Uh, I believe it's in May. That's going to be here so
0: tomorrow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Playing EDC again, um, Hard Summer, Beyond Wonderland, uh, Electric Forest. Which is in Michigan. That's I
0: saw that dude. Hell yes. That's gonna be dope. I've never been, and I know I'm gonna get Either. shot at the, shot at the stake for that shit because it's massive <laughs> here in Chicago. So many people go, but good for you. That's a great crowd.
1: I've heard, so I'm super excited about that. Cause everyone's been telling me all the forests is actually magical. I was like, oh see, this is my vibe.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. The Sherwood Forest, baby. Yep. <laughs> Damn, maybe yes. I'll go this year.
1: We should. Well, hopefully tickets aren't sold out because I did see something saying tickets were sold out. But I don't know if they have different like. Sorry, um, right.
0: I'll head up, Parker. I'll get me yeah, man.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be super fun. Then um, going, I think I have some shows with MK again, who I freaking love because that was like literally my person I looked up to in the house music scene because he's yeah. literally global. You played a few shows with him, mm-hmm. and I have some more shows coming up. Actually, in January, I played with him again in
0: Texas. Wow man he's he's one of the most highly regarded guys in the industry on both sides like as a dj producer but also as like an all-around good guy
1: yeah he's amazing i freaking love him okay so i'm happy to be able to be working with him again too
0: but working yeah. with him was that a
1: hint oh no not yet oh. <laughs> i trust me i'm in the works in it i have to talk man to his management but this management loves me so we'll see
0: good for you that's awesome Jeez, yes, 2022 is looking pretty damn good right now.
1: Yes, it is. And hopefully it only gets better because I'm trying to get those Europe shows in there.
0: Yes, it's time yeah. to travel. That's no, hey. My
1: manager already said it's going it's to happen. So I'm like, say less.
0: It's definitely going to happen. Ride that way, baby. Keep doing your thing. I am
1: just working as much as I can because I'm also still in school too for music production. So,
0: oh, where are you going? Uh, Los
1: Angeles Recording School.
0: Los Angeles. I haven't actually not heard of that.
1: Yeah, they have a, it's called, they have a film school, which is the most popular one, but they have like a subdivision for recording.
0: Oh, okay. Is it like similar to Icon Collective? Have you heard of that? Yeah, it is,
1: but they, Icon pretty much focuses on like house music and like um, Ableton, but this program, they do like every program. So I'm learning about Pro Tools, Logic, oh. Ableton.
0: And it's like music theory, like it. kind of- Pretty sort of like much, Apple but it's,
1: like it's kind of helped. And plus the government's, the military's paying for it. So it's like, I might as well. What let's go. Hell yeah, do it. I was like, I might as well. It's free money.
0: Yes, take advantage of it.
1: I definitely am. So, but that's why I have literally my whole studio set up because literally the school gave me everything I needed and to pay for anything.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. I got lucky. <laughs> Good for you. Higher learning. You always gotta be trying to get better and better.
1: You do definitely do.
0: <laughs> that's right. Always striving for perfection, but never try to be perfect, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's we dropped a lot of bombs this interview i mean <laughs> walk into a laundromat and i'm hearing uh touch that's yeah that's for sure that's a line i wrote it <laughs> down i wrote them down okay right <laughs> it
1: could be a song walking to the laundromat hearing touch oh
0: there's a hip-hop side of you i <laughs> like that that's definitely that's two bars you open up a freestyle with
1: i know for real <laughs> all poetry that's all it is it's just poetry
0: that's right Hell yeah Taylor, thank you so much for taking the time. It has been so much fun getting to know you. And yes. we're, we're internet friends right now, but I can't wait to hang out in person.
1: I know, it's going to be a fun time. I'm very chill, but I like to have a little fun.
0: Me too, I know. I know I'm a little talkative and a little bit, you know.
1: Oh, you're good.
0: Curious <laughs> or whatever they say, but I just, like, I just like connecting with people that love music and love what they're doing. That, that's hey. what's most important to me.
1: Yep, good people with positive energy. That's all I'm about
0: good people with positive energy we got to end on that note baby (laughs) thank you so much for having me this was fun i enjoyed it yeah me too thanks so much honey love we'll be in touch soon and i can't wait for the people to hear this one